Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. You are so welcome to Origin Gate Wisdom's Echo Daily Podcast. I'm Jane Schroeder and I'm going to share a little bit of history and a little bit of fun. Today, I had the privilege to share 50 years celebrations of YWAM. Youth for the Mission. And Youth for the Mission was founded in 1960 by Lauren and Darlene Cunningham. Youth for the Mission is based on learning the knowledge of God and the Word of God deep within their being. They have no salary, they trust by faith. And Lauren was praying one day and he heard the Lord say, I am going to give you a farm. Now that's quite a big thing, isn't it? And he even knew where it was going to be. It was going to be in Switzerland. So, in the words in the scripture that Yahweh gave him, in James chapter 2 verse 26 says, Faith without works is dead. That is so true. I discovered this when I began to do missions in Asia, particularly Philippines, um, Indonesia, Jakarta. I've been to India twice. And India was always on my heart from a very young girl, a teenager from Chester City Mission, where I'm 14 years of age, I met Jesus. Met him a little bit before that, but I really consolidated to know that all of heaven was within me and Jesus lived in my heart. And I loved him, a doulos servant, a bond servant to Jesus. But with joy and love and adoration, it began my, let's call it my swooning romance with Jesus. So Lauren went along to a farm auction and he bought a hay wagon with a milk, old-fashioned metal milk can on and some barbed wire. He framed it up by faith. And off he went home and he began to pray. But there was a young lady who was praying too. And they'd been fasting for about a week. And after a week they heard the Lord say to them, clearly they said it was a prophetic word, that he was definitely going to give them a farm. Now they came across an elderly man who was looking to give a farm away in Switzerland. And straight away the young man said, I know, youth for the mission, why am They're looking to buy a farm. And so their first major project was given to them in Switzerland. Given to them, Yahweh poured out his heart. Youth for the mission do DTSs, they do training schools all over the all over the world, lots of different places, different times, different seasons, and young and old members can go and do a DTS. I've always wanted to do one, but it's not quite happened for me yet. And they say I'm never too old. We have people in their eighties. So tonight we celebrated, even though YWAM is actually 60 years old, but because of COVID and getting people together, 
we celebrated down the road this beautiful, beautiful, massive old house near a forest but overlooking the beach of Sea Mills West Kilbride. At the moment they have a six month training group of young people from all over the world. They'd got in a real Scottish Cayley band and that's a fiddler, somebody on the drums, somebody playing guitar, sometimes the double bass. And they do this sequence of square dancing and it was absolutely fantastic. But it's not for the faint hearted, it is a lot of exercise. And then true to their form, beautiful food was laid out on the table with a huge big cake. There were toddlers, babies, young and old alike, dancing together, enjoying food and sharing their love of God. Yahweh, their encounters with Yeshua and Hakadesh, Holy Spirit. I call Holy Cheeky Monkey sometimes because Holy Spirit will sneak up on me when I'm not expecting it. But also that place where Holy Spirit, when you pray for people, when you lay on hands and you, you sense that Holy Spirit going deep, deep, deep to places we don't even know where he wishes to reside, where he hugs and kisses people brings healing to broken hearted and all sorts of other situations inside out. Um, young people love it. It is awesome. And so, wow, and so, because of this, I just want to say today, what has Yahweh called you to do? What has he asked you to do? You've put on the back, boy, the back burner. Finance, I'm not sure I'm meant to be doing it. Is it? Did you really, I really hear your voice? James 2.26, faith without work, it's dead. So where he has called you to different places and different things to do, what's your answer to him? Well, there was one group of people, the Celtic Christians, whoa. When they were called by God, they did what he asked them to do. Now, it wasn't an easy task. They came over on wild seas in these little teeny weeny boats called coracles that are like rafts and sailed the high seas. Some were in Scotland, some were in Ireland, some went to Brittany, Cornwall down south of the United Kingdom. Cornwall's a very beautiful place. Pembrokeshire. Lots of different places, but they would ride the crazy seas in all weathers. And it is said that 12 came over to England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and changed the culture forever. Celtic Christianity is known for that place of separating themselves. An intense focus on God, a closeness to know him, to hear him, to do and to follow him. They would choose places. They could be up a huge mountain. It'd be freezing cold. They'd build a little hut. And one such place is Skellig Michael in Ireland. But wait a minute. How did they know where these thin places were? That isolation, the desolation places on Cliff's Forest on islands of the crazy raging sea. And you know, I live right near the beach and it is crazy weather. And we have just been really difficult 
storm here. It's been mad for two days, 50 mile an hour gusts. I've had 90 mile an hour before. It's not shoved the roof of the house or the windows this time, but it was very difficult to even walk down the road. And one such place, Skellig Michael. It's a rock in the middle of nowhere on an island. The most startling and extreme island of monastic settlements was Skellig Michael. A ragged tooth of rocks and it actually looks like three big teeth and they're ragged and they need filing down, they need a dentist. And it's half a mile off Kerry, the Kerry coast of Ireland. A handful of beehive cells, a treacherous sea journey, even now in extreme places, the sea is really rough. You could go all the way there to Southern Ireland and not even get to go on Skellig Michael because of the weather and the sea. This little boat and there are many steps to climb. To climb. And you can actually see what Skellig Michael looks like on one of the Star Wars films. What a struggle. But imagine the Celtic saints, those that walk these rugged islands, what a struggle in those tiny little coracle boats. Just imagine it. And I wonder if Skellig Michael was founded in the 6th, 7th century. There are many different accounts of this and many different historical um, findings. But the thing is, what sticks out for me, the Celtic saints, was this place of wanting to be in an isolated places, to be in that place of intimacy, to spend time with God himself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They would recognise the voice of God. They would get to know him. So they would easily recognise who he was. They learned biblical principles. They had amazing discernment. They knew the times and the seasons, like Issachar generation. They began to walk with Holy Spirit, giving their full lives to the pursuit of God himself. It is said that they had childlike trust, a childlike dependency in listening prayer. They would wait in silence and pray. Their main focus was on prayer and worship. And we know a lot of times we may be in turmoil or stressed or anxious at this moment in time. But if we can find that place in the busyness of life, with families, work, jobs, commitments, that inner place, that inner place of affection, that inner place of the heart, that cardiogenesis, meaning heart talk, heart language. We begin to hear him clearly and know the nudges of his calling, of the pursuit. Go here, go there, where you are in. Wishes us to reside deep within him. Abba, Father. And then these 
adventures begin to unfurl and unravel. Wow, wow, wow. But so often, that Celtic faith, we let fear and failure, rejection, and we just think God knows what we're thinking, and he does know our every thought. Our expectancy is not for him to answer us. But maybe in this time and season you may be in, it's time to humble yourselves and believe that he is the true word, the word of God, and it does not return void. He wants to speak to us, help us. He's listening to our every thought. There's a simplicity in the expectancy that he wants to speak and that we can hear him clearly. But it means often that we need to be vulnerable enough to give it a go and listen and wait on him. He is calling us to deeper knowledge of him. In past times it has been called, as we have said before, contemplative prayer. The rich treasures that the Christian mystics, the Celtic saints, spent their lives upon. It's a beholding the bliss, I call it the bliss of the kiss, Song of Solomon's. Beholding the bliss of his gaze, the face-to-face -face encounters. The kindness of his eyes, the exchange of his molten love and glory. And in that place our hearts melt like wax. He lives in us. We live in the glorious strength of the power through his Holy Spirit in our inner being. So let Christ today completely dwell in your hearts through faith, through the love of God. Let that journey extend. And if we're one of those who have never begun this journey, let this be a heart journey today. Let this be your day. So I bless you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and keep you. Hallelujah. Amen.